0: You can safely assume that anybody that went through the extra effort to avoid US Border Patrol was not an asylum seeker by default.
1: Por favor, ¿cuántos eran? Here? Yes. far from asylum seekers. We're getting a little everything. We're catching sex offenders, murderers, people that have been deported for various heinous crimes.
2: These are the types of border images we're used to seeing. People from 160 countries illegally crossing the U.S.-Mexico border, giving themselves up to border patrol, knowing they'll likely be released and transported to the city of their choice. But what about the ones who evade border patrol? These are known as the gotaways.
0: The border's simply a transit area, but no one's staying there. They're going everywhere every town city and state across this nation is a border town city and state i want you to think about your house when someone comes to your home do you expect them to come to a certain place and maybe announce their presence in a certain way when you go to someone else's house what do you do where do you go we expect people in our homes to come to our front door If they sneak into our home any other way or try to get into our home forcibly, it's pretty much codified in every state across this country that that can be perceived as a threat and you can react appropriately. At our national level, we have ports of entry, 328 of them that are established as our front doors. And we just ask everybody to go through that front door period. The United States Border Patrol's job is to simply patrol in between those ports of entry, in between the front doors, and just make sure nobody comes into our home outside the door. The cartel pushes across the asylum seekers. They overwhelm Border Patrol. They basically pull in all their resources. They have scouts out watching every part of the border. They figure out which sections of the border are now vacated. And then that's where they push through the people that do not want to surrender. Those are going to be the potential terrorists, the criminals, people that have been deported before, the real threat to the U.S. Their primary goal is to circumvent the checkpoints, go undetected,
1: and walk from point A to point B, where they're going to be picked up and transported easier to Houston, Dallas, Kansas City, whatever their final destination is. We have no clue who they are or where they're going. That's the scary part. They're walking in broad daylight, most of them, and unhindered. I mean, the odds are with them that they're not going to get caught.
2: Nationwide, since January 2021, Border Patrol agents have detected 1.7 million gotaways. Rio sector. Agents report between 10,000 to 15,000 known gotaways per month. They have no idea how many more they didn't detect.
1: We're going to do what we can to stop. I mean, A, it's against the law. B, I can't in clear conscience just sit back and do nothing while these people get into uh, Oklahoma City or Kansas City or Detroit or whatever and commit some type of heinous crime. It may not be today. It may not be tomorrow, but somewhere down the road, if somebody rapes and kills somebody, and we find out that they came through here on my watch,
2: that's unacceptable. Kinney County lies in Southwest Texas and shares 16 miles of international border with Mexico. About 3,100 people live in the county.
3: <laughs> 6 4, 10, 50, 30, if you a few minutes, around behind
4: you. They're not stopping. We've already lit it up. We're passing the uh speed now by 18. Go ahead and call no, it. 90. 90. 90. Yeah, bailout bail out bail out bail out bail out.
2: This is what's called a bailout, a term that's part of the everyday conversation in Kinney County. Law enforcement officers always try to catch the driver at the expense of others getting away.
3: Um, we've got five in custody right here. Probably another five or so in the brush, including
5: the driver. I got the driver in custody.
1: I moved here in Brackville 1985 when I joined the U.S. Border Patrol, And this was my only duty station in the border. So I've seen the dynamics of the county for, what, 37 years now? And a lot of the people in town I've seen grow up. Years and years ago, this was the Mecca sheep and goat raising. Wool, mohair, all that kind of died down in the mid to late 80s. Well, then the exotic hunters took over. A lot of our tax base, a lot of our income comes from these hunters. There's an individual here, he's got a lot of property leased out. One of the pastures is 3,000 acres, which is bigger than most ranches in the county. But he's got 3,000 acres, he's got leased. He can't do anything with it because they keep cutting the fence. The smugglers, come they're not just cutting a hole to walk through, they're from post to post. So you're talking about a 20 foot section of fence, gone. Can't put cattle in there, can't put deer in there, can't have hunters come in. He's got $9 million worth of property that he can't use.
5: They come through our place like it's a highway. I have been woke up at night, at 11,
1: o'clock in the morning with them banging all over my doors, my windows. I've had to use my pistol to run them off. It's become a dangerous, dangerous thing to live every night of your life wandering. I sleep with pistols under my pillows, pistols in every room, pistols on my nights. It's it's just crazy. I live 25 miles from the nearest place. 911 doesn't help me a bit.
6: There's other property owners at night. They have to board up their windows so no light seeps through. When illegal aliens are going through their property, it's not a beacon for them to come to get water or try to break in. You know, we've had other stories of a mother and her child at the house and uh, illegal aliens were trying to break into the house while she was inside. They they could see each other through the window. They didn't care. Those type of issues are what prompted me to do something. And doing nothing was never an option for me. I I was not gonna stand by and let this happen on my watch and let the people of Kinney County suffer through this border crisis. It's just not an option. I grew up here. This is the, the town that I went to high school in. I know all the ranchers, all the families. When I took off, this all started. We um, started to have several reports of illegal aliens going through properties, damaging fences, uh, breaking into houses, even assaulting landowners. There is one instance that I recall that uh, an elderly woman was tending to her horses in a pasture. She went to a gate to open it, and she was assaulted by an illegal alien. There was a group of them, but one illegal alien tried to pull her off of the ATV, and she, she got away on the ATV driving away. And at that point, you know, we, you know, we were hoping the federal government would step in and do something, but they didn't.
4: My family's owned property in Maverick County for the last several generations, and what I have witnessed over the last two years has been completely insane. We've been cussed at, threatened, had rocks and sticks thrown at us. Our dogs have been beaten on multiple occasions by these. My wife, my kids, our employees. And myself wear a pistol everywhere we go on the ranch. Every hunting camp I have has been vandalized. Our headquarters have been broken into. Over half of our highway gates have been run through. We've had three electric gates destroyed. Most of my hunting blinds have been vandalized. Windows and doors broken. One set on fire. Several used as bathrooms.
6: There was five of them, five men. These men had surrounded my house. They were banging on my back door. They were banging on my front door simultaneously. They were looking through our windows in my daughter's room, in my my little boy's room. They were all the way around the house. Luckily, I was able to get home quick enough to stop anything from happening. It's a very scary situation knowing that we're this far out. Um, We shouldn't have any trespassers on our property. We are way out in the middle of nowhere. Took Border Patrol an hour and seven minutes to get here. We've just been kind of cast to the wolves and we're just left to, you know, left to deal with this problem because nobody else wants it. You know, the people in in King County and in all counties along the border dealing with this, they aren't enjoying the freedom and the rights that are guaranteed in the Constitution the right to, you know, property and enjoyment of life. we had a county resident in a vehicle where their worker was out in the ranch. They were driving the ranch vehicle and they come across a person laying on the, in the middle of the road and they get up to render aid to that person. It ended up being an ambush. Four more individuals came out of the brush and assaulted him and left him dead. Luckily, he wasn't injured seriously, but they stole his vehicle and left. The worker that was assaulted and beat up, he was a legal alien under the H-2A worker visa program. So he was here legally better in his life to send money back to his family, yet he gets jumped and assaulted and injured by illegal aliens doing it the wrong way. That's this border crisis in a nutshell. Every issue that we face has to do with the volume. A criminal trespass case is, you know, pretty simple. Were you on the property? Yes or no. Did you have permission to be there? Yes or no. But when you have 5,000 of them, all of a sudden it's complicated.
2: In April 2021, Brent Smith drafted a state of disaster declaration for Kinney County. This inspired dozens of other Texas counties to follow suit. And by the end of May, Texas Governor Greg Abbott declared a state of disaster and launched Operation Lone Star, a way for small counties to get resources they need to beef up their response.
0: This
1: is an operation that's going to be similar to what we've done in the past where we provide a surge of resources to the border. Under
2: Operation Lone Star, more Texas troopers were sent to border areas to try to stop the human smuggling. Texas troopers stopped this truck. But the occupants bailed out and jumped a nearby ranch fence. Troopers, deputies, and Border Patrol agents caught up with them. See that man right there? He's claiming to be a Mexican Marine.
4: You wanna see my, you wanna see my pictures? You wanna see my pictures? Let me see. Okay, hola. All the scratches come usually
6: whenever they jump into the
4: brush.
2: The driver said he spent four years in the Mexican military fighting against the cartels. So, as you
4: can see, we don't face regular people when they're out here. Yeah, because.
0: For the cartels, I fight for the cartels. You went for a cartel? No, I peleed for a cartel. He
2: said he's lived in Texas for more than 10 years, working in the roofing industry. He took the truck from his job without permission to pick up the three Mexican nationals who he said are his friends. He has a warrant out for his arrest for drunk driving in San Antonio. The three men had paid $220 to get to the U.S.-Mexico border. They said the Mexican guide took them to the border and then the cartel took the rest of their money. They were in debt another $5,000 to get from the border to Dallas where they were planning to get a job in construction to pay off the debt.
1: Get out of the car
4: now. Get out. Step back. Stop. Get down on your knees. Why didn't you stop at the checkpoint? I don't know there was a checkpoint. What do you mean you didn't know there was a checkpoint? There was a stop sign. There was cones. There was everybody right there. How did you not know it was a checkpoint? You slowed down, and then you just took off.
2: Border Patrol operates checkpoints on major highways, up to 60 miles away from the border. Smugglers usually pick up illegal immigrants from Del Rio or Eagle Pass. They have to avoid the checkpoints to get further into the United States. You citizen, man. Thank you. like we
4: might have got a side. We're coming into the checkpoint. 10.50, 10.50, major checkpoint.
7: Underground now.
2: This driver admitted he was getting paid $9,000 to smuggle three illegal immigrants to Austin. He led Texas troopers on a 120-mile-an-hour pursuit before losing control and crashing at the border patrol checkpoint near Uvalde.
1: If you want to get to San Antonio, you've got them through Kinney County. You have to for the Eagle Pass side for them not to go through a checkpoint. They have to come into Kinney County. And try to circle band on the back road. We got
4: some in the trunk
2: too. Law enforcement officers are often outnumbered on these traffic stops, so they handcuff two people together and get them to remove their shoes. See
3: what more
6: information we get phone number.
2: The driver, he already broke to thousand dollars ahead. They were going to San Antonio, so you want to pass on to your guys?
4: Yes, you will. A thousand dollars.
2: He's taking them to the San Antonio. Where? Where
1: they're from? Guatemala.
2: Guatemala. The U.S. citizen driver had seven illegal aliens from Guatemala in this vehicle, which he borrowed from a family member. He's now facing up to 14 years in prison, two years for each person.
1: When I first took office, we might see two, three loads a month. And, man, we are patting ourselves on the back. We got one, having a good time doing it. And then it just slowly started increasing, increasing, increasing. We had 95 smuggling loads in one month. We prosecuted 95 smugglers. If we go back there four years, that's more than we did in the whole year. We did it in one month. And God only knows what God away. Same thing with the pursuits. We might have a pursuit, you know, once a month. So everybody was, you know, on edge during the pursuit. Now it's a common factor that scares me to death because they're getting too used to it. It's not uncommon to have two or three in the same night. Recently, we're seeing on pursuits on the same highway at the same time. That stretches my resources beyond belief. At any given time, I've got two deputies working. Who covers the rest of the county?
2: The sheriff's deputy stopped this car for speeding. As they approached the vehicle, they suspected human smuggling. The deputies confirmed the driver had two passengers with him and they were transporting two illegal aliens. he was being handcuffed, the 22-year-old driver from San Antonio told the deputy he had a lawyer on retainer. The deputies checked documents and searched the car. Border Patrol arrived to pick up the illegal immigrants. And the wrecker picked up the vehicle. The deputies took the suspects to the sheriff's office for questioning. For the next five hours, the arresting deputy interviewed the three detainees and completed the probable cause affidavit. The driver was charged with two counts of human smuggling, and the passengers were released without charges. At 5 41 a.m., the deputy was back on the road in another smuggling pursuit. 116? Let me just look back to the top. Yeah, we 408
5: to 116. We'll see your ETA again? 10-4. Did he immediately hit the bush, or did he like run the road somewhere? Say it again. Did he immediately hit the brush, or did he run the road? No, he slowed down, went on the road, hit the fence, and then pretty much went there. We've had some very serious accidents where uh, you know you have them piled in in this vehicle, and you start rolling over bodies flying all over the place. There's there's some been ugly, ugly, ugly stuff that's happened. But we have seen more railroad-associated incidents than we normally get. We had one a month ago person jumping off the train slipped and amputated their leg those that choose to sleep in between the rails because the myth is that if you're going to sleep on the railroad tracks get between the rails because the snakes won't come over the the metal that's I don't know if that's a proven fact or not, I haven't tried it. But what that has occurred in is several fatalities. Because you're sound asleep, here comes a train, and if the conductor doesn't see you, there's no reason for them to, to sound their horn. So I run the whole spectrum, to calls that are worthless calls, to very, very serious calls. If it's medically involved, we get paged out. The one that really irritated me, we went 48 miles. The call came out as has laceration on his hand. The person had scraped their hand, not even broke the skin, but scraped their hand on barbed wire while they were trying to jump the fence and complain that they've been injured. 90 mile round trip. Before this whole thing started, I would average about maybe two, at the highest point, about 250 calls a year. To date, I'm at 561 calls. I would say out of those 63% of them were a result of the border issue that we encounter here. It's not to say we didn't have uh, immigration issues three, four years ago. It was just not as prevalent.
1: Of course, every administration, every time we've had a presidential election, we've seen an uptick in Im- illegal immigration because there's always that, that dream that there's going to be a blanket amnesty. We
6: had a very spirited debate on this stage last night on the topic of decriminalization of the border. If you'd be so kind, raise your hand if you think it should be a civil offense rather than a crime to cross the border without documentation can we keep the hands up so we can see them? Uh, should someone who is here without documents, and that is his only offense, should that person be deported? That person should not be the focus of deportation.
7: Raise your hand if, gov- if your government plan would provide coverage for undocumented immigrants.
2: I would in fact make sure that there is, we immediately surge to the border. All those people are seeking asylum. They deserve to be heard. That's who we
1: are. We're a nation that says if you want to flee and you're fleeing oppression, you should come. The Biden's here, we have seen a huge, something never president. I've never seen it in 37 years. And we're gonna pay the price for what's going on now.
4: I, Joseph Robinette Biden Jr., do solemnly swear.
1: On
2: his first day in office, President Biden halted border wall construction. Reversed the ban on travel from terror-prone countries. Suspended deportations of illegal aliens. Stopped adding illegal immigrants to the Remain in Mexico program. Strengthened the DACA program for children who were brought over illegally. Released a sweeping immigration package to Congress that included amnesty for millions of illegal immigrants.
1: And from that day forward, we're getting our butts handed to us because of...
2: During a felony traffic stop, law enforcement uses extra firepower. On this stop, Texas troopers ran a license plate and the vehicle came up stolen out of Houston. Don't, Don't.
6: just just get get out of the vehicle and get behind me. Throw the keys out the vehicle window!
1: Throw the keys out! Tienes las llaves!
6: Face away from me, okay, get out of the balance, vehicle, one at a time, uno al, al, al momento,
3: face away
6: from me, turn around, face away from me, step back, step back, walk back, I need atrás. go para
2: Two illegal immigrants from Honduras were arrested. One said he had lived in Houston since 2012. Troopers said they were probably on the back road to pick up and smuggle some illegal immigrants. The driver was charged with unauthorized use of a motor vehicle, but the local jail was full. So the charges were filed at large and Border Patrol took the two men into custody.
0: There are hundreds and hundreds of miles of border right now as we speak that are completely unpatrolled because Border Patrol is overwhelmed processing these quote unquote asylum seekers. For example, during the Haitian uh, incident in Del Rio.
2: In September of 2021, more than 18,000 people, mostly Haitians, illegally crossed the U.S. border from Mexico and camped under the International Bridge in Del Rio until border patrol could process them.
0: About 200 miles of border went unmanned, completely unmanned for several weeks and there was no technology out there to record gotaways. So how would you ever guesstimate that?
3: Out here, if you see people walking through the brush, they are breaking the law 100%, guaranteed, because they're on your property without your permission. My first year, I kept notes, and I think Border Patrol apprehended around 37 individuals in 2014 on our car. I'm getting getting 200 people a night on average on my trail cameras for two years, solid out. It started out, there was a few from the Congo, um, Uzbekistan, Pakistan, China, and then the your typical Honduran, Guatemalan, El Salvadorian, a few Mexican. I kind of lose track of the other ones, but there's, I mean, it's endless. A lot of them that are walking through or trying to get to San Antonio or Houston as a way to get somewhere further. I've talked to them wanting to go to New York, Chicago, Philadelphia. We have met a few that go to Denver and then Seattle. We're kind of getting numb to it all. We had four groups this morning, they're chasing another one right now at Border Patrol. We're 15 miles away from the border and we're not the only property around here. Every neighbor all the way around is dealing with this and their neighbors and their neighbors. So yeah, I don't know. Not sure what we're gonna do. It's just, really it's terrible because nobody's doing anything about it and unless you live it you just you can't understand it unless you're out here seeing it every day and seeing the impacts on the environment seeing the impacts on the locals the local ranchers We people can't run cattle because they're worried about their cattle dying from eating trash or they're worried about their fences getting cut and cattle getting on the highway somebody hits one of those cattle cows and then you're Your property's liable for the damages. So here's, it's been patched a lot. Heavy trail walking through. My kids would ride around with me on the ranch during the day. In in the last year, we recovered or found 21 dead bodies on the property. I don't want to have to explain to a four-year-old why there's a dead person laying in the middle of nowhere on our property. If they're breaking in your house to get water, or they're breaking in the house to cause harm to you, how would you handle the situation? Because you don't know which one they're coming to do. And my wife didn't want to have to kill somebody in self-defense inside our house in front of our children. I've actually moved my wife and kids off the ranch for safety reasons. I just I don't want to put them in that in that danger. Um, our total total damages, financial loss is 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 tough to estimate. Um, I'm looking at about $300,000 right now for this year that we've incurred. And that is simply putting a Band-Aid on a bullet hole. That has nothing to do with replacing anything. Um, if we were to replace everything, it's $800,000 plus.
5: In this immigration situations, I would say if we recovered 25% of the cost, we consider ourselves lucky. At the last report I gave to the commissioners, we were $73,168 of unpaid bills, and this is all immigration. Now, if I have to call a helicopter in, I would say anywhere from $85,000 to $90,000. I'll give you an example. We had a situation with a snake bite. Those vials of what I'll use the term just antivenom, they're about yay big and they run $1,500 a piece. We carry one in each truck. From the time we picked that person up to the time we flew them out and that time they got in the hospital, the report I get from the Air Ambulance, the total of 19 vials were used on that one individual. We ate the bill as far as what we did. The Air Ambulance ate the bill because they they're in the same situation we are. They don't have anybody to bill. We bill basically Homeland Security at the federal level, but it comes back not eligible. And so it ends right there.
2: Kenny County residents have had to wait longer for emergency care or for transport to the hospital because ambulance crews are tied up with illegal immigrants.
5: There is an impact on the citizens, and they're aware of it. Zero four eight, no Rio. Speeds probably one thirty. They're gaining on me a little bit.
2: The driver of this vehicle is fifteen years old. He stole his parents' car and drove four hours to the border to pick up four illegal immigrants and smuggle them to San Antonio.
1: Instead, he ended up in juvenile detention. It's all being put out on social media. Who wants to make $3,000 per person? They come down, they pick up ten. They think it's going to be an easy $30,000. So we're seeing everything. I mean, young kids, old people. We had a retired couple. They're in their 60s. Trying to make ends meet, according to them. Now we're getting people out of Ohio, Washington State, Illinois, flying in, picking up a rental car, coming to the border, trying to make quick money. And they're getting caught. Where
6: are you headed to?
4: I'm headed back towards uh, Ken Texas.
6: Kenton. OK, who are all the people laying down in the uh, back? They
4: said they needed a ride, said that their car was broke down a couple miles back. But I told them, I was like, OK, but that's all. So they to ride up to um, some state park up here. So.
6: Oh, OK. Yeah.
0: You don't know them, though? I
4: don't.
6: All right, chill.
2: The driver from Georgia eventually told Texas troopers that she was offered $16,000 to smuggle the three illegal immigrants to
1: Austin.
6: You're gonna be charged with uh, three counts of human smuggling. The smugglers, they're gonna do
1: whatever they can to get away. in a pursuit, like we had last week, four people were killed right there, all because the driver didn't want to stop. he Hey, slow down, he
5: slow down. Stop, he stopped.
7: looking to a stop, he was 92 miles east of 38
1: Negative, no real, negative, no good on bikes. 50, no real, no eastbound. We do have your own camera site though. It looks like it may have crashed out. 10:50, 50 bro. They're right there. They're right there. They don't care about the people they're hauling. So we've had a huge increase in pursuits. We've had the rollovers. We've had the deaths. All because of human smuggling. All because there's money to be made. We had one earlier in the year that tried to run over one of my deputies. Ended up shooting him. Kid was 15 years old and he was down here trying to make easy money. This is December, so it was November. Uh, deputy stopped the car, same kid, trying to do the same thing. He still had holes in him. He was still healing up from his first encounter, and he's back here again to try to do it again. The lure is there. They're promising all this money. We're gonna pay you $2,000, $5,000. When you're 16, 17, 18 years old, It's a lot of money.
2: The driver and passenger were both 17-year-old young men from the Houston area, nearly six hours drive from here. They were transporting four illegal immigrants from Mexico.
1: The other thing that makes this thing so hard right now is my jail shut down. combined therapy right here. It's oh, it's falling apart. I'm having to spend money to try to keep it open. Now granted under Operation Lone Star, governor got that set up. Anything immigration related or border related goes to a processing center and they take care of it. But they can't handle females or kids that we treat as adults at 17. They won't take it. So I have to either A, cut them loose, or B, try to find a place to put them. And that's very difficult with women. Very, very difficult.
2: The driver had one illegal immigrant in the vehicle and his bank card and ID in her pocket. The passenger, a Mexican national, said he paid $4,000 to get to San Antonio. Instead, he was taken to the local border patrol station and likely returned to Mexico within hours.
1: So once we get your documents done, you'll be able to make the phone call.
2: The woman was briefly detained at the sheriff's office before being released. Her charges will be filed at large.
1: They get cut loose. We just have to file what we call file at large, take everything to the grand jury. We go through the steps, the grand jury says, yes, true, billet. There's enough there to take it to court. We issue the warrant. And once again, they get stopped on the side of the road somewhere. <clears throat> They've got a warrant. They call us, hey, we've got Jane Hill here. She's wanted for smuggling out of your county. I still can't take her because I don't have a place to put her.
6: The problem with Operation Lone Star is it's not securing the border. It, it's addressing the side effects of, a, of open border. So to many ranchers in Kinney County, Operation Lone Star is the only thing standing between them and an open border but is it securing the border? No, but it's helping ranchers and, and landowners deal with the side effects of an open border.
1: Holy cow. The first two inches is all May. Now we're into June. All our numbers for the past three years have tripled. The stack here is everything Related. And these are the regular incident reports from uh, local residents calling about anything from possible burglary, uh, vandalism, to catching the trees. So as you can see, it, it never quits. It's never going to end until until we can get somebody in office that cares. This is going to compile higher and higher every year.
2: Human smuggling arrests by Kinney county, county Sheriff's deputies have quadrupled over the last three years. These totals don't include the arrests made by Texas state troopers or Border Patrol agents in the county. Human smuggling is a felony and is punishable by up to two years in prison and a fine of $2,000 for each person being smuggled. These alleged smugglers are arriving for a court
6: hearing. My predecessor in this office had five to six cases a month for normal county crimes that are committed to, after Joe Biden was elected, we up to, I think our highest is 600 cases a month. You know, we only have about 3,000 people in the county, yet we've arrested 5,000 people under Operation Longstar. Star. That's more people that live in the county. When someone gets arrested, they're magistrated in Valverde County at the magistration center over there. And then they're shipped to the jails that the governor set up, which I think they're capable of holding 6,000 people. At least 50% of them bond out on cash bonds. There's usually an ICE detainer on them before they bond out, which means the sheriff has no choice. He has to release them to ICE, who then does whatever they do. It's kind of a black hole. The problem is, you know, they pay their cash bond to get released, and then usually they never show again. And so whether they're in Mexico or another country, I don't know, but they don't show up for court. And so most of the cases are re- resolved either by plea deals or a failure to appear in court. We've only had one jury trial so far, and the jury took 15 minutes, came back, and gave them a full year in, in jail. I think they, they see the writing on the wall that you don't want to go to trial in Kinney County.
1: God bless Galveston County, Goliad County, and those that have, that have sent resources down here to help us that have backed us the whole, you know, from day one. Galveston continues to send people over here every week. We'll get five or six of them every week there on a rotating basis. They have made a heck of an impact. 28 on, a fire February 2023,
4: back to the 18 Dodge Straight. on 334, Coming
2: up on a silver form. Lieutenant Edinburgh is one of many law enforcement officers from Galveston who have come to Kinney County to help stop the smuggling.
4: 334 is a very, very well-known smuggling smuggling route in Kinney County. When I first saw the van, I didn't see a front license plate that drew my attention to it. I noticed it very heavy in the back, so I got behind the vehicle to run the plates, make sure not a stolen vehicle. I suspect that it was an Oklahoma plate. When they did run the plate, the uh, insurance did not come back confirmed. i have been encountering a lot of Oklahoma coming down here. So however the network works, they have got information that is probably profitable down here in Texas to do smuggling. And so based on all of that, I had reasonable suspicion uh, to pull it over for human smuggling. And I approached the vehicle, I back at the van, and saw several yeah, I was pretty nervous to be a couple different stories. Since The couple, well, they'll be going to the Kitten County Jail for processing. He'll be arrested for getting smuggling. She will be most likely policed due to a housing issue. She was the passenger, and she'll have a, a warrant issue for her arrest later for the same charge. She has her cell phone, so she can call the maximum range to get picked up and the sticks will go to BP for processing.
2: Border Patrol found out later that this man from Columbia is wanted in the United States for child sex offenses. Because it was used in the commission of a crime, the van was towed to the sheriff's impound lot. The owner will have to pay $700 to get it back as well as sign an agreement that if the vehicle is involved in another crime in the county, the sheriff's office will seize it and sell it.
1: 35 years I was here, we would come across firearms once in a blue moon. Ever so often, we'd catch a gun. So far this year, we're at 91 or 92. My evidence room is full of guns, waiting for things to go to court so I can get the status back on it, so we can A, return it, or B, dispose of it. Every Monday morning, I'm processing guns. And it's not just the little Saturday night specials. We're talking Glock, we're talking SIGs, we're talking uh, uh, Springfield 45s. We've got an AK 47, we've caught a couple of uh, AR 15s. We got a shotgun over the weekend.
6: We've had a resident uh, shot at while driving down the highway here. She was just dri- minding her own business, driving down the highway, and the human trafficker who was smuggling several individuals was being pursued by law enforcement. And to try to get away from law enforcement, he began shooting at oncoming traffic, striking her vehicle several times and forcing her off the road, hoping it, the DPS would stop the chase. You know, that's another example of, of what open border looks like.
2: This 21-year-old from Brownsville, Texas, was carrying three Guatemalan nationals and one Mexican national from the border to San Antonio. He had a Ruger 5.7 pistol in the trunk.
6: The one thing that's very unique about border crime and deaths relating to the border is that they're all preventable. If we had a secure border, every single person that dies from fentanyl or an illegal alien that murders someone, that could have been prevented. They wouldn't have been here in the first place.
7: We know that between August of 2021 and August of 2022, 107,735 American lives were lost to drug poisoning. We know who is responsible. The Sinaloa Cartel and the Jalisco or CJNG Cartel, both cartels in Mexico are responsible for the vast majority of fentanyl that is coming into the United States. Those two cartels dominate the entire global fentanyl supply chain. The cartels move the fentanyl powder and the fake pills into the United States. They sell a lot of it on social media. It is the deadliest drug threat our country has ever faced.
2: deputies stop a truck three blocks from the school campus in the morning as children are walking to school. The school district had to spend $60,000 for big boulders to stop cars plowing into a school building because of all the car chases. Since then, the school has added perimeter gates and badge readers to access buildings.
7: We've added some signage, letting people know that um, we are a school that has a guardian program so that we do have staff members that are armed. Um, We've added panic buttons, you know, in different buildings and in the classrooms. Our elementary school, middle school, and high school all just kind of are are side by side. So um, we've got 571 students on that side of Ann Street. It is not uncommon for us to go into a shelter-in-place at least once a week. And unfortunately, um, even when it is just once a week, it may be multiple times during the day. At that point, students and staff are not allowed to leave you know, their buildings until we get the all-clear. My radio stays on my desk because I will be the first one um, to hear or I may hear a siren coming and I will radio to the other staff, let's do a hold-in-place until we can get an all-clear. I would say over the last two years, instead of seeing it get better, it's actually gotten a little worse. You can't help but be concerned about the what if, you know, what time is it going to happen next time? Where are students going to be? And these chases happen so frequently and so often without warning that I do worry about their safety in the simplest act of crossing a street.
6: This is the middle of the day, a block from the school. There we go, that's the guy right there. There's several that weren't caught. One went this way, then three total went that way. That's one of the guys. This is the next day. So the homeowner called Kennedy County Sheriff's Office and we were able to apprehend him. Law enforcement identified him as one of the people jumping out of the car when it was stopped.
2: The man was charged with criminal trespass and evading on foot.
6: They always run. They don't ever just surrender, so you tack on evading law enforcement to the charge. Um, So usually there's more than one crime that's being committed when an apprehension or an arrest is made. And so it's usually evading arrest, um, criminal trespass, And so prosecuting for two different criminal charges is better, obviously, than one if you want to create a deterrent.
2: Two out of three migrants traveling to the U.S.-Mexico border say they experience violence on the way, including abduction, theft, extortion, torture, and rape, according to Doctors Without Borders.
7: They hire this smuggler, someone they don't even know, and they trust them on this 800,000 mile journey. Even if they're paid, you know, with cash or whatever, lots of times these people risk being assaulted, beaten, robbed by these people. There are cases where the women, with the expectation of getting raped, prepare themselves by uh, getting on birth control or taking birth control for the purpose of the journey.
1: They're being abused on the way over here. They're being abused once they get here, and they're being abused when they hit their final destination. We talked to a girl not too long ago. We picked her up in the brush, and she was from Honduras or Guatemala, one of the two. She was was in debt for $5,000 to get from Honduras to the border and from the border to San Antonio. Her final destination was supposed to be the East Coast, but she was going to be in San Antonio for a while, working before she met her final destination, which was going to cost her another $5,000. So it's indentured slavery. You're going to have to pay that back sometime. And a lot of them don't have a choice. This is going to be your job. You're either going to be a cook, you're going to work in a a sweatshop, or you're going to work in the sex industry. The number of illegal immigrants that
2: Border Patrol has apprehended, mostly along the southern border, has hit the millions over the past two years. Article 4, Section 4 of the U.S. Constitution states, the United States shall guarantee to every state in this union a Republican form of government and shall protect each of them against invasion.
6: A movement of people with tanks and bullets and planes would be an invasion. But in the Constitution, it has no restriction on what an invasion actually is. It has no definition except the plain meaning of the language. And the plain meaning of the language isn't restricted to a military or a state actor. It's anything that's unwanted, that's causing danger to the republic or violating the sovereignty of another state or nation.
2: Article 1, section 10 of the US Constitution says, a state can't engage in war without the authority of Congress unless it's being actually invaded or in imminent
6: danger. I think it's important to point out that James Madison, who drafted Article One, used an example as discussing the invasion clause with smugglers in Virginia. The same situation we're having today on a much grander scale. So, legally, it it is an invasion. Article Four,
2: Section Seven of the Texas Constitution allows for the governor to use its militia to
6: repel invasions. There's two people in this entire situation that can solve this crisis. One is President Biden and the other is Governor Abbott. I do not believe President Biden's gonna solve this crisis. What you have to do is prevent them from coming in in the first place.
3: There's just endless streams of people coming over. It's just constant. I don't don't know what the future holds. Um, I don't know what we're gonna do. Something has to change.
1: It's gonna get worse. It's only gonna get worse because as long as there are Allowing the people to come in and make some bogus claim to asylum, they're
6: just going to keep coming. What I fear is that people are going to stop relying on the government. They're like, you know what? The government's not going to help me. My family's in danger. I'm going to take matters in my own hands. I hate that, that county residents may have to do that to protect their families. It shouldn't be up to them to have to do that. The underlying purpose of any type of government, whether it's local, state, or federal, is to protect its citizens. And right now, both the state and federal government are failing to do that. And our one jurisdiction we have here, we're trying to do everything we can to do that.
0: I want you to think about your house, your own personal house. It could be an apartment, it could be anything else. Is it wrong to ask people to come to your front door of your home? Then why would it be wrong to ask people to come to the front door of our nation? Hmm.